Happy Shrimp and Crits Day to you. Happy Shrimp and Crits Day to you. Happy Shrimp and Crits Day to all of our listeners. This means a lot. Happy Shrimp and Crits Day Mm -hmm. to you. I hate this. Welcome to another very special (laughs) (laughs) anniversary Q&A on Shrimp and Crits Day. Oh, I just spit ice. Uh, it's okay. I'm sure everybody's already turned off this episode. <laughs> Please enjoy some raw shrimp from my raw hands. <laughs> uh, that disturbs me. I don't know why. Ears. <laughs> Not a lot disturbs me, but that for some reason. I washed my hands, but they are raw. Because they're not cooked. Uncooked? Are your hands usually cooked in some way? <laughs> yeah. Will they ripen? Braised? Cured? Mm. It's fucking raw. Ceviche-ed? Sous-vide? I don't know what any of those words mean. Hello and welcome <laughs> to the 2022 <laughs> Shrimp and Crits Day Questionnaire. We're going to answer some wonderful questions submitted to us by our various listeners. And then at the end, we're going to tell you who won our very fun shrimp dice from Dragon Knight Dice. We just recorded the actual podcast, and I just GM'd for it, as I typically do, so I don't feel like reading the questions, so I'm going to make Cap do it. Hi-o. Why'd you choose him? Fuck you. I know who your favorite is now. have a professional reading voice. It's true. And I genuinely don't want to do it. Katie, I, considering how each choice you make in the podcast takes you about 20 minutes, I don't think we have time to have you hey, choose man. the questions. That is not <laughs> true. I was just going to go in order. <laughs> and you're going to laugh the entire time. All right. I have collected <laughs> and collated a list of questions from our listeners, and I think I have a very good first question for you. This is to everybody, and... We'll answer individually here. What is your favorite mystery or monster in the history of our show? I don't want to answer that question. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we've answered this one before. We have a lot more episodes now. We do have a year's worth more episodes. (laughs) Almost exactly a year. Do you not give presents on Christmas because you've already given presents before? (laughs) (laughs) We're actually Christmas Eve people. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Who wants to uh, go first? I am my favorite monster in this. (laughs) Very uh, modest of you. (laughs) Very selfish of you. I made my monster day one, and I haven't liked a single one it has made since. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> None of them are me. I feel like I knocked mine out of the park, and I have some notes to give Ian. <laughs> <laughs> if we have answered this question before, I don't know what I said last time, but 
For some I reason, I, I am still very stuck on Mr. Bose, and I don't know why. He's just very charming, and I love him very much, and I'd like to meet him again. I don't know what it is. I like the way you play him. I like the bad Ringo accent. I He's just a very fun character, and I like him a lot. Obviously, I love Sorcha. Uh, special place in my heart for Sorcha. They're amazing. How dare you call Sorcha a monster? I wouldn't consider Sorcha a monster. Okay. Fine. <laughs> Is Bose really a monster? Everything but the hunters are either bystanders or monsters, I think. Yeah, I would say the lines are blurred on both of those. Torch, I would consider more of a bystander for sure, but Bose, depending on the situation, might be a monster. Uh, I mean, even um, Calliope uh, is just unreal and very cool. The lighthouse ghost is probably my, that's probably my favorite arc and, and my favorite monster, just because it was so fun to be able to <laughs> play off of my favorite movie. I really like what's happening with Blue Blood, and really anything involving Blue Blood and Tallahassee is very fun, even though it's hard as a player to navigate Tallahassee, because it is a place that we ruined with our own abilities. Um I really just enjoy everything, maybe because it's so Star Wars related in a way, in a sense. Um, but I, I just love Blue Blood. I love the voice you do for him and how scary he is. Uh, it's Those arcs are my favorite for sure. Since the last one, I think my new favorite arc and monster is Alti. Oh, that's a good one. I do love Alti. Yeah, I think you know, like it was a fresh take. I could uh, argue that Gear could be my new favorite monster, but yes, R.I.P. Yes, yes. Coming soon, Vampire Gear. Oh, oh God. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, I think Alti might be my favorite arc and monster, just from how much came from that. That was a really fun arc. Designing that arc was particularly interesting because... It was my intention to, yes, the monster there was Alti, but I was kind of messing with the formula in that really what you were trying to defeat was gear. So that was a lot of fun. Katie? The lighthouse stressed me out the most, I will say. It, it challenged Fair. me the most. But honestly, it is it is like the most memorable, and I wonder if that's because I felt like I failed so hard. <laughs> Let's be honest, you, you failed. And then Ray Ray, Ray Ray did it. Felt really bad. <laughs> I beat myself up over that. I beat myself up over it. But I do, I do think my favorite monster is Blue Blood, for sure, and not just because he's my daddy. <laughs> oh man, I, I will, I will give special shout out to my favorite Ian monster is Knox, because I don't think we've done. I think it's been that long since we did a Q and A. Right? We didn't even have Knox back then, right? I don't know. But my my Who is Knox? Thing... Oh. Oh my god, what? <laughs> <laughs> I just had a severe brain fart. <laughs> the first Shrimp and Crits Day was um during the Sky Sung arc, so two arcs after the first Tallahassee arc. So Knox sure. would have been a thing, yes. Did we meet Knox? Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I just genuinely love interacting with Knox. Well, then you'll have to play in my Urban Shadows campaign. Uh, Spoilers. I, I'm not going to. But you forgot who we were. Oh. So <laughs> you, you won't 
make me. <laughs> I might. I don't like being told what to do. <laughs> Here's Fair. another question for the entire group. Thank you. Thank you. Good lord. After two years, what would you say is your biggest growth as a player slash keeper and podcaster? Where have you grown the most? My onions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have a I have a really I, I this one's really easy for me. Um and I want to say it because um I know a lot of GMs struggle with this, and I was one of those GMs <clears throat> when we started this podcast. I was super insecure about having to improvise. Um, and I used to over prep all the time and prep every meticulous detail. And then it was hard not to railroad because whatever, whatever, but, uh, through GM, GMing monster of the week in general, and also for the show, um, I have grown immensely just as an improviser when running a game. Fuck. Yeah. You have Ian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It used to freak me out. I, I, it used to be something I don't, didn't think I, and now I, Improvise all kinds of shit. I never know what you're going to throw at us anymore for the first uh, couple of arcs. I, I felt like I knew what was around the turns, and uh, since then, I have had no idea. It's Since you've hit that button of just leaning into the improv of the whole thing, I am having much more fun as a player because I don't know how to prepare for what's next. <laughs> and that's exciting from a player standpoint and scary. At the same time, in a fun way. Like watching a horror movie. Mm-hmm. It is funny when I have a reveal planned and I'm like, oh, they're going to guess what I'm about to do. And then all the guesses you have are like not even close. And I'm like, not even close. oh, wow, I am unpredictable. Yeah, you're very <laughs> unpredictable. And that's why I am excited for every next session. I think for me, as I have never... Um, I think it's a thing for most people have never enjoyed the sound of their voice. And I have almost been um, flooded by my own voice doing this podcast, <laughs> having uh, listening to all the edits of all the episodes and doing ASMR for Patreon, where I'm just reading whole stories for hours on end. I am now very more comfortable with my voice. I still think it's a little strange, but I... I'm leaning into the strangeness of my voice and I'm much more comfortable as a human being hearing the sound of my voice, especially played back. Nice. I think your voice fucking sucks. Yeah, me too, I man. It's, it's really it's deep great. in there. It's so great. I hate all your voices because I have to listen to them all fucking day. <laughs> I think my biggest growth as a player is just learning to not overthink it. And I know I take 20 minutes to make any sort of decision that Ian edits out. But before it was like 40 minutes long. <laughs> no, I was going to really, say, when I are have... you going to learn this lesson? <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Shut the fuck up. No, I just, I just, I have leaned more into just the chaos of it all and just doing whatever feels right instead of maybe it's more okay maybe it's not overthinking maybe it's that i'm just very hard on myself so i've i've tried to let go of that i've just been trying to lean into the 
the let's do this and let's you know see where the dice take me instead of overthinking and trying to force Sarah's storyline somewhere. I think as far as that goes, mine is even less about like the main campaign. It's more about just playing games in general. The quick ability to just take on a new game, make a character real quick, don't overthink it and just run with it and trust trust the person running it and just be the character you want to be and let it flow. It'll end up fun, you know, Mm -hmm. really more just have fun, which is always been my stance on playing games but it's like you know anytime you make you're playing a new game or you're making a new character you put so much thought into all this which granted is a good thing but at the same time like stretch armstrong i made that character like well that's a patreon episode or no it's not not anymore yeah 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 no that's that's not patreon but like stretch armstrong i made that I decided that the day we were going to play that game, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to be Stretch Armstrong. As soon as I decided, yeah, I'm Stretch Armstrong, it was easy for me to just put myself in that. It's true. You can put a bunch of effort into, you know, writing a backstory and coming up with a really fascinating, interesting character. But then you can have just as much fun sometimes, especially for one shots when you're just like, okay, here's an idea. I'll figure out the rest as I go. Yeah, so I guess my I guess uh, that was a long way for saying don't sweat the small stuff, just have fun, <laughs> just make a fun, just make a fun character you like, and play that character, and go from there. Speaking of your characters, Ryan, I have a question here specifically about Ray Ray, and I'm going to read it verbatim here because it's very fun to read. Where does Ray Ray's tail come out? Is he busted in his britches, or does he tuck it over the waistband? And no. This isn't a euphemism. <laughs> Are you busting your britches? This is a mystery that will be resolved at the end of the Shrimp and Crit <laughs> season one arc. Wait, what? <laughs> it's the big He's... reveal. <laughs> is that your I've, answer? Always, I've always just I understood like it. it's kind of a sagging situation. Wait, so it's coming out the bottom? Like your, pa- no, it's your pants out the sag? Like under my, the my tail, shoulder, my my tail pops up from the top. Okay, so you tuck it over the waistband. Yeah, yeah. There it is. Everybody, seal your diaries. <laughs> we know the answer. Just like you're peeing over a bridge. Okay, I'm gonna move on to the next question. <laughs> All right. I have a question as well that I'm genuinely interested in because I don't know if we've actually talked about this before because we don't see much of what happens. Um, behind the DM screen or whatever you want to call it. Which mysteries have the hunters let the countdown clock reach midnight? Maybe you can talk about what the countdown clock is in terms of Monster of the Week, because we really have never talked about it. Sure. Yeah, the countdown the countdown clock is something that I see a lot of people uh, throwing by the wayside in online communities that talk about um, Monster of the Week. <clears throat> Uh, but it's basically it's, – it's not literal, but it starts from day and goes to midnight. Each step on the countdown gets closer to midnight, which is supposed to be the worst-case scenario if the hunters were to never interfere. Um, so uh, the countdown is important in Monster of the Week because it helps – you. it's supposed to be a fast-paced game. 
So it helps you as the GM if you have a good countdown planned to pick up the pace. Like if your hunters are, you know, go to Tallahassee instead of fighting the monster. <laughs> um, you Who would move, do that? You move the countdown along and somebody dies as a result of it, you know? So like, uh, for example, day, um, the first spot on the countdown might be like the monster feeds on a neighborhood dog. Uh, and that might be something the hunters discover later. And so each thing on the countdown gets worse and worse. And then the at midnight, the last thing on the countdown is the monster is now so powerful from feeding all, on all the dogs in Florida <laughs> that it uh, swallows Florida whole in one big gulp. You know, like. <laughs> like so uh, to answer the question, uh, and I saw this question earlier and I meant to think about it. But I didn't. <laughs> um, Have we ever done that poorly? I mean, the lighthouse, the lighthouse arc was pretty bad. That's true. Um, the I countdown do was less that. severe. It didn't into it didn't like in the world, but it did burn down the very important to the tourism lighthouse and essentially and ruined two children tourism. <laughs> yeah, and killed two children. The but. Children. <laughs> I mean, the Tallahassee arcs. I think. You basically did end the world for Tallahassee by just letting the monsters do whatever they want there. <sighs> so yeah, that's that, true. The answer is probably Tallahassee. <laughs> that's valid. We did our personal errands, but uh, kind of fucked up the big picture, didn't we? Yep. That's, that's okay. That's the sequel. The sequel is another team coming in and fixing Tallahassee. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Uh, this question here, I think it's to everybody, but I'm going to direct it towards our friend and keeper, Ian. What is your favorite snack to have while playing or recording? You're saying that because he's the only one that fucking eats all the time. Thanks for explaining my joke. I really appreciate that. That's very helpful. <laughs> he's always snacking on them peanut butter pretzels. <laughs> That's his favorite snack. Listen. I'm pretty sure eating those peanut butter pretzels gave me blood pressure issues, so I don't eat those anymore. <laughs> so the second part of this question is, have your snack preferences changed? So it yep. sounds like, yes, tell us about your new preferences. I See, this is the thing, though. You guys give me a lot of shit for eating while we record, but I don't snack while we record. I eat dinner eat. while we record. <laughs> you, 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 we start re- you used to snack. We you definitely recording. used to snack. Yeah, no, for yeah. sure. But now we record. We start recording at five o'clock, my time. It's six o'clock y'all's time. It's our time. It's not reasonable to eat dinner <laughs> before five o'clock. Nope. And, and not it's not reasonable to have to wait yeah. till ten o'clock to You're eat right. dinner. So it's ten o'clock. I haven't oh. eaten dinner. Oh shit. So I'm usually eating dinner, and it's different every time. To answer your question, and also fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like the record to show that I'm the only one that has eaten once. And it just what? got it's it's the one that got left in all the recordings. Now I'm just known yeah. as the snack. Oh guy. yeah, your crunchy, disgusting ravioli. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember now. I don't know. Our listeners are behind Ryan on this one, unfortunately. Shout out it's to the whoever, best. Mr. Ray, I think. It's the best. I don't snack as much since I haven't been pregnant. 
Oh yeah, you were snacking hard there for a minute. I, I remember was, that. I was, I was snacking hard when Snacky I was whacking. <laughs> I genuinely don't snack while we're. I've been eating ice, which is oh. good. But yeah, no, I that's say, not Ryan great. Does he definitely chews ice? Does isn't that like a sign of something? I don't know. That's no, a, that's a question for another time. <laughs> uh, I like to snack on. I often drink hot tea or coffee when we record. I oh, that's drink a good about idea. four bottles yeah. of water each recording because we record for ten fucking hours. Um, that's not true. <laughs> it feels yeah, like I've been, it. <laughs> I've been snacking on tequila this whole hey uh, session. So. I do have one question here that I think I can get out of the way very quickly. Um, <laughs> Good luck. Hey, Trip and Crits, you've been playing these wonderful characters for so long. Do you have any ideas for new characters or new season slash setting? To answer your question, yes. Yep. Moving on. Um, <laughs> it's going to be cute as fuck. It's going to be cool. <laughs> what is one strange thing that you have experienced because you are now podcasting? For example, you were at the store and somebody recognized your voice. This is far-fetched, but something else along those lines. Ryan actually has a story. It is far-fetched. Ryan, do you he have a story? a story? I'd love to hear it. He does. This Far-fetched is like my favorite Pokemon. I'm excited. This happened <laughs> to you and I haven't heard about it? Please do tell. You've heard about it. We've talked about it. I'm trying to make good radio here katie <laughs> you went to speak oh oh actually guy. yes yes no i understand now yeah no i legit <laughs> i went to a job interview for like some company i didn't end up working there yeah don't tell us the company uh, yeah i'm not yeah. i'm not mentioning the company we're not sponsored the, by job <laughs> <laughs> it was manscaped actually and you can use the bones were too smooth I, <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah no legit i went to a job interview and one of the other i was talking to the owner of the company and one of the other employees came in like in the middle of the interview people were in and out and he Came in, he's like, "Hey, did I hear you talk about podcasts?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I'm a part of a podcast." And he was like, "Are you on Shrimp and Crits?" I was like, <laughs> "Yeah." Say dang for me. He's like, "Oh, I'm a." He's like, "Oh, I'm a, I'm a listener." Uh, just so you know. Weird. Cool, man. I'm just, I'm just trying to get this job. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm very nervous. So please don't ask me to explain to your boss in front of me <laughs> what my podcast is. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I love that. I love that for you. If you're still listening, God bless you. <laughs> Big shout out, my dude. I'm interested in this question because I haven't really thought of it until reading it just now. Does Ian, that's you, have a tell when something bad or surprising is about to happen? Absolutely. I what is it? I'm interested. I I have no idea. I Ian starts. He gets excited, so he starts talking a little faster and a little higher. I know his ha ha. He does. It's it's not so intense. Yeah. But he goes ha ha. Yeah, he, <laughs> he does like do a that. Little, a little cackle. <laughs> a little thinking laugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but when you get when you get excited, you talk faster. Sometimes he also pauses. 
and mm. mutes himself to figure out <laughs> yes. a voice. Because he's like, this is a very important <laughs> voice moment. I need to mute myself to get this voice. Yeah, but sometimes that's like Barb. <laughs> I would consider that a very important moment. <laughs> Any Barb moment is very important. It's important. That's true. Yeah, I no, actually, sometimes you just lie to us to waste time, I think. I know I talked about... Think? Yeah, sometimes I do. You're right. I know I talked about how good I've gotten at improvising, but I've actually never improved a single barb line uh, before we even uh, before I even met any of these people. I was about ten years old, and I wrote out every line that Barb would ever say. Okay. You found ancient <laughs> <right>. tablets inscribed <laughs> with barb lines. I wore my good thong. Once you read all with- of them, you get to summon her. <laughs> Hieroglyph. What did you call them? Call them hieroglyphs. Yeah, so very. They're high, they're low, and they're glyphs. He called them hieroglyphs. Hieroglyphs. I feel like I don't know. I don't have. I don't know if I'm actually remembering this correctly, but I feel like every Q and A we do turns into just fucking dragging Ian through the mud. No, that's not true. It's dragging me through the mud. Usually, I was about to say, usually we're shitting on me, but okay, I guess we all just shit on each other. Yeah. That means we're bad friends to one another. No, that means we're best There's... friends. I, hey, I, I wasn't insulting your tell. I just think it's funny. It means you get excited. Fired. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is Ian here. I just wanted to do a short announcement segment for this Q&A to give a big thanks for a great first two years, Um, certainly to our listeners, uh, but also to my co-hosts. Thank you so much to Cap, Ryan, and Katie for making the show with me. I can't imagine doing it with with a more fun group of people. So thank you so much for being along this wonderful ride. Thanks to everybody who asked questions, especially to those who submitted multiple questions. We tried to get to as many of them as we could. Um, One that I noticed from the list here that we did not answer, um, I wanted to uh, take a moment to answer now. It's from Daniel on Twitter who says, what other game would you like to play or run that's not Monster of the Week? Um, There are a bunch we have talked about. Um, One of the ones I want to play most is called Wonder Home uh, by Jay Dragon. The game is gorgeous as far as the book goes, and it's very unique. um, And I really, I have big plans to dive into that for uh, for at least a one-shot here uh, for the podcast. Um, but another one, and I know we've talked about this before, is Urban Shadows. I uh, bought this game recently, um, but I've known about it for a while, and I really want to run a mini-campaign that's a prequel to the events of Shrimp and Crit Season 1. Um, Urban Shadows is similar in some ways to Monster of the Week. It's a little bit grittier. It's a little bit more um, like faction-based, but the factions of it that are built into the mechanics... Uh, line up pretty perfectly with, uh, you know, the wild versus the 
uh, things like vampires versus the Order of the Quartz Cross. The gist of it is that Ryan, Katie, and Cap will play three new characters. It will take place in the 90s and will definitely be its own self-contained story, um, but it will then, but it will also bump up against uh, what characters you know were up to in this time. Characters like Isolde, Loretta, Ari, uh, Daniel Payne for sure. Uh, so we'll get some really cool background on the events that take place in season one of Shrimp and Crits. So it's a game that I really want to dive into. We have set a Patreon goal to uh, that once we reach, we will be able to launch this alongside our regular campaign. So if you're interested in hearing that, you should definitely consider uh, giving to our Patreon. We work very hard to make sure our Patreon is extremely rewarding. Um, it's very important to me that it is a unique experience being uh, a Shrimp and Crits patron. Um, and you get access to every minute of our bonus content at the very lowest tier. Today I'm also putting out a little um, Patreon preview. Uh, it's a separate episode. So if you want to hear a little bit from each Patreon special we've released so far and get a sense for the type of content we put out there, uh, then go listen to that. If you're not interested, totally no worries. I still appreciate you so much as a listener. Don't think for an instant that I don't appreciate you every bit as much as our paid subscribers. Thanks again. Happy Shrimp and Crits anniversary. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and send us right back into the Q&A episode. As it's 1030, let me ask this. Do you ever experience burnout and how do you manage it? I would say that um, once the clock rolls around till about uh, once the clock rolls around to about 10 p.m., I turn into turn a pumpkin into a pumpkin and experience burnout how do you manage it <laughs> i know on a long-term scale how do i manage it by going to bed <laughs> um, i don't know that being tired qualifies as burnout. Yeah, yeah no it doesn't it was more an intro to the question i i don't with this podcast experience burnout but if i am running something i push very hard to make it very good and then cannot do anything creative for weeks afterwards, which probably isn't the best way to do things, but is currently how I'm operating. Um, I luckily I do I spend most of my time work either at work, you know, at my table waiting, my restaurant job, or editing shows. Especially now that I edit a few other shows, um, and I have managed to avoid um, most burnout, and most of that's because. For whatever reason, working on the show and working on shows in general just kind of gives me energy more than it takes it away. I do get, like, to the end of the day, sometimes if I've edited for 10 hours in one day and my eyes are fucking burning out of my face, but that's more of just, like, I need to not look at the screen <laughs> for a little while. Yeah. No, I agree with you. This show is a relaxing experience for me. We do have some very intense things that shake me sometimes, but... Doing the show is an absolute joy. I love getting on here and recording with all of you. It's like, uh, it's meditative in a sense, especially to embody somebody like Ari or just somebody else in general. 
it's just meditative to not be dealing with real life anything sure. for a few hours and having to fight ghosts and goblins and whatever it is we do on the show. It's a good escape, especially for a parent, which is the definition of burnout. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd like, I'd definitely deal with burnout, but it's not really like show related. If anything, it's like, I don't get to get in the discords and everything as much as I want to, just cause I have a very hands-on job and then I come home and then I become dad. Yeah. Which I, I promise my dudes I'm trying to come. I'm, I'm trying, <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, there's going to be a day where I can chill out and start getting back in the discord and everything. Honestly, I, I think Ryan and I, in a lot of ways, our brains work pretty similarly. Um, because, um, I, and that's one of the reasons why I have to take breaks is because I'm either dialed in or I'm not dialed in. I'm either completely in on it or I'm completely out of it. So like the time I spend on discord, I'm like doing nothing. And Olivia makes fun of me all the time for that. But like, I'm, I'm like, I can't focus on anything except for replying to all the things on discord. And if I, I can't do that at work because I similar restaurant job, you know, can't really look at my phone. And if I also had to come home to a baby, I probably also just couldn't touch social me- social media because, yeah, um, you know, I'm either in it or I'm not. I, there's no like half coming up with a tweet and half, yeah. do, do, you know, doing this or that. It's distracting as well. There's a lot to just look at and yeah. keep up I'd with. I'd rather just live my life (laughs) well i'm happy to tweet for us guys i'm happy to be all up in the discords thank thank you cap find me on the cash junkie server i'll respond all the time it's all i do we do appreciate it love discord i'll respond some of the time yes uh tell me what you want what you really really want i mean speaking of that i like this question just because it's fun what was your character's theme song be Except for the theme songs we already have. If it was, if we had licenses to whatever song you wanted, what would your character's theme song be? I feel like this question got answered in the last one. Did it? No, it was, what would your character's ringtones be for each other? Yeah, the last one was the ringtones, because it was Crocodile Rock. Oh. Yes. For me, I was Crocodile Rock on Ari's phone. It's a true story. And then I broke my phone and so threw it I, in the dumpster. So I won't make my theme song Crocodile Rock. I know that Ari's would be either Elton John or ABBA. It's funny you should say that. I have a playlist of Ari Green songs, and the first real song on the playlist is The Stranger by Billy Joel. And if you haven't listened to that song, it's great. It kind of embodies, like, first few arcs Ari, where he's the mysterious agent, but... To encapsulate later, Ari, I think it's along the lines of Goodbye Yellow Brick Road by Elton John. So yes, Billy Joel and Elton John. I think we talked about this in Discord, either, I don't remember if it was on Patreon or in the Cast Junkie, but we talked about this. I think Sarah's theme song would be just a metal version of... um, 99 Red Balloons. No, <laughs> the song from Lord of the Rings. Um, the Riders of Rohan. The three, no, I think it's called like it's, the three riders or something. No, it's something shadows. It's the one everybody knows. I mean, 
No, that's Avengers. I turned it into Avengers on accident. Ian, you got a song for an NPC that you, yeah, is there any ahead. NPC that you tie a specific song to in your head? No. Cool. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I definitely have since the beginning tied uh, Smoke on the Water to Seeb by Deep Purple. I think it's the Three Hunters, Katie. Hold on. Let me pull, pull this shit up. <laughs> Ray has two, which is natural because Ray essentially plays well he doesn't really play two characters but you know he's got adrenaline mode and then chill mode but i'd even say chill mode is volcano blows by jimmy buffett or is it (laughs) i don't know i think it's i don't know and then detroit rock city by kiss that sounds right nice is what constantly plays in my head anything ray does anything cool just the start of Detroit Rock City. Just the shadow of the past. Yeah, it's the shadow of the past. But let me see. Nobody knows this song though. It would also be a terrible metal cover. I mean, I don't play music. I guarantee you. Go to forty-five seconds of the video I just posted, and it's the song that's playing. This is good. This is very good. It's when the like the Nazgul's. Oh my god. Just say <laughs> okay. a metal Lord of the Rings cover. Okay, yes. We've discussed this before. Sarah's would be a metal Lord of the Rings cover. Are you happy? Are you happy? No. 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 We're all the opposite of happy. We're all very disappointed. Let's I'm go like, on. I'm sorry. It's fine. Just cut me out of that question completely. <laughs> Just give up. Not gonna happen. Yeah. Katie, if Sarah had a theme song, what would it be? It would be a metal version of every single song from Lord of the Rings. All of your favorite songs in order, but a metal cover of every one of them. Can the singer also scream the dialogue of the movie yes. while the band plays it? <laughs> that sounds and the, great. be plays on the screen. These tears you cry. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Okay. Please, God, give us another question. Uh, (laughs) I like this question. It's a little fun. We can can get flirty with it. We know that Cap loves his Shakespeare references. What character do you wish was introduced or added to the Shrimp and Crits story? Is this a Shakespeare question? No, I think it's more a public domain question. (laughs) I know what Ryan's going to (laughs) say. God damn it. I mean, what do you think I'm going to say? Is it Mumbo Jumbo? It's Mumbo Jumbo. Because I've got Mumbo Jumbo and Jimmy Buffett, two characters that I got to meet before we started recording. Let's be clear. Jimmy Buffett is not a character, nor is he public domain. (laughs) (laughs) Mumbo Jumbo Jumbo. is also not, yeah. Mumbo Jumbo is a fictional character. I'll say that when we we did some practice games, we probably already talked about this before, but I'll reiterate. We did some practice games where we practice playing monster of the week together. And I did a couple, I did a mystery where I kind of pushed the limits of the system to see what I could do with it. And we did an arc where Sorcha actually, or at least that early iteration of them um, had the gang trapped in a Nintendo 64 
and they played through Banjo Kazooie and met Mumbo Jumbo and then kept summoning him for subsequent mysteries. Now, hold on. We saved it to the end when we were playing Mario Kart and we needed somebody to bust it and save us. And I summoned Mumbo Jumbo. Yeah, but then I'm pretty sure you summoned him again in a later... I wish we had was the Ganondorf fight, and we've also probably talked about that before, but that was some of the worst failing of my entire life and some of the funniest stuff we've ever played. I I will stress that we are going to recreate that in some setting someday. You're probably right. Because I adored that game. We that was so fun. We couldn't save any of it. That was very fun. We also don't remember half of it, so we can just start from scratch. But that was the first time going into this game. And I was like, oh, I can just kind of tell Ian that I know this game and just do this shit. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) I'm going to like Monster of the Week. If it's Shakespeare specific, um, then I'll just say Shakespeare has a bunch of great names. And I don't not the characters, but their names. I want there to be a Mercutio or a Benvolio. Something like that. You're not you're not satisfied with bottom. (laughs) I mean, I did bring bottom into this campaign, so I I'm pretty satisfied. I kind of just want to see Billy himself, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hey guys. The the first dryad William Shakespeare. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, In the uh slapdash lore that i created when we started playing william shakespeare was the first triad of the fae i uh i got nothing yeah i got nothing i think my brain's failing to work that's fine you only majored in shakespeare Um, i know that's what (laughs) i ended up minoring in shakespeare purely because my advisor was like hey you've taken enough college courses that you literally just could just get this minor and you don't have to take anything else and i was like okay cool (laughs) love that but also there's so there's i can't think of any character that i would want to be in the shrimp and grits universe okay none of us know anything about shakespeare we just fucking google it every time so it's fine they're all horrible characters so it's true Let's do another question. <laughs> we all just had to sit in that for a second. <laughs> yeah, let's just move on. I like Jimmy Buffett, therefore okay, I don't yep, feel Jimmy like it like Shakespeare. Therefore oh, I am. <laughs> therefore I am. Is it what is Jimmy Buffett if not the Shakespeare of our time? It is true. Well that's why I choose Jimmy Buffett. Mm-hmm. Why not both? That's hmm. great. <laughs> Because I'd rather read about gumbo. Let's do another question. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. Ian kind of already answered that one. What if we did another question? I'm working on it. Give me a second. (laughs) Um, What is something in the character's pockets or in Ian's favorite NPC's pocket? My tail. You already said that it wasn't in your pocket. It could go anywhere, man. Now you're confusing, the, you're confusing them. Uh, Ari's pockets are a pretty uh, standard layout of Ignis Lighter, silvered mirror glass. Uh, used to be chalk, no longer. And that's about it. He doesn't have a cell phone or a wallet, I don't think. 
He's pretty bare. Oh, he's chock full of wild bites. His pockets are just overflowing with wild bites. <laughs> I've always so I've been curious. Um, this is an Ian question to Cap. What Hey-o. made you? Uh, I mean, I know you wanted to have a significant change when you moved on to the new playbook, the Hex. But I always found it interesting that Sieb, even though he's not a dryad anymore, still uses his chalk as his focus. But you have switched it up, and you never use your chalk anymore. What what led you to that decision? I wanted the character change of Ari to be someone who used the tools of the people who taught him, which basically put a cap on his power, huh? Um because he had to channel it through this chalk and with the whole brain freeze arc, I think he found that the magic was inside of him all along. And that's why the magic changed color and it was green magic in accordance to him. Um, and not the blue magic of the fan anymore that he channeled with the chalk just to kind of release him from those, uh, tyrannical bonds that he was in. Hmm. If that makes any sense. It was, uh, Totally. I thought it was a natural evolution of him going from what I saw as like a wizard to more of a like sorcerer where the magic comes from within, not from learning. And I kept losing the diggy dang chalk. Um, <laughs> also, I hate chalk as a human being. I uh, can't touch it, can't hear it. it, makes my spine crawl. And wow, that was a lot of answer. Yeah, don't ask me questions about Ari. You'll get a bunch of paragraphs. All right, I think this question is for Ian specifically because the three of us have no idea. How did Detective Gavin Derber... Derber? How did Detective (laughs) Gavin... (laughs) Fuck! How How did Detective... (laughs) Stop it. How did Detective Davin Gerber become a vampire? So I decided to have Detective Gerber become a vampire when in the first Tallahassee arc, you rescued him from the headquarters of the rude mechanicals. I believe that Quince or bottom even said, if he comes back around here, we won't spare him or something of that nature. When you got detective Gerber back awake, he explained that he was going to go back there and you tried to convince him not to. And whoever rolled to manipulate someone failed. And so off camera after you left Tallahassee, he went back on his quest for revenge. Uh, Quince killed his partner. And so he was going after Quince and Quince probably thought it was funny. If instead of killing him, uh, he made him a vampire. The rude mechanicals were working at the time with the red rebellion. And um, I like to think it was Mia Povey who, was a character we didn't get too much into, but she was Blue Blood's apprentice. Daniel's apprentice too. Right. right? She was Daniel's That's what I meant. <laughs> apprentice with the Order of the Quartz Cross. I like to imagine that it's her that turned Detective Gerber. And since the things that I imagine are canon, I guess that's canon. Um, but ironically, because he was made a vampire, he eventually figured out how to kill a chronicle and then did kill Quince. So, you know, oh. as is often with the machinations of the Fae, their, um, their penchant for, uh, for creating chaos, uh, gleefully came back to bite them in the ass in this case. 
Literally. In the bottom. Okay. <laughs> Fight them. Yeah. Oh, that's that's actually that's very right, funny. That's right. Ass is also <laughs> funny. What do you say actually for? Like, I'm well, because not I didn't laugh funny. at first. <laughs> <laughs> At first, I didn't think. I was like, oh, K- Katie just wanted to say the word bottom because it's a poo-poo word. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, that's a very sophisticated pun because it bit mm-hmm. him in the ass and he he was associated a donkey, with bottom. Man. Yes, yes. And donkey. <laughs> Speaking of bottoms, Ryan, uh, I have a lovely infographic sent here with three pictures of an alligator or a crocodile. I'm not quite sure. Wearing a pair of pants. And I want you, since you're the expert here on all things crocodilian, how would he wear his pants? Image one, we have kind of a full bodysuit here with individual sleeves <laughs> for individual legs of this alligator, and we'll post it on Twitter, definitely. Image two, we have a uh, pants situation that covers the tail and the back legs. And image three is pants that only cover the tail. Elaborate. <laughs> so... Is this asking how this specific crocodile would wear pants or how I wear pants? <laughs> and moving on to the next question. Because hang on, we can we can figure this out. Is this how would he wear his pants? Let's see if it uh, pretend it's Jim. Well, this is well, this is very easy to answer because only one of these are wearing pants. <laughs> It's number two, I believe. The other is wearing a onesie, and the other is wearing a sock. (laughs) (laughs) I'm team tail socks. I don't know about you. So number two is, yes, in fact, wearing pants. I would agree, honestly. That is how they would wear their pants. I hate hate to give it to you, but... That's what pants are, so... (laughs) This this is true. This is a question that's actually on the SATs now. Yes, it's science. It's interesting that they used an albino gator here. Oh my I god! I think it's just it's an outline. Just, just, yeah, but the the genes are colored. Why would they color the the genes and not the gator? <laughs> oh no! The image disappeared. That's crazy. <laughs> hey, here's a question for everybody. What inspires you, especially two years into making this show? Whether it's for your characters, the NPCs, or the plot itself. It says generally, like in real life? Oh my god. (laughs) For your characters, the NPCs, the plot. It says says generally, comma, for your characters, comma, comma, the NPCs, (laughs) comma, the plot. So I think in general, in real life... What inspires me to continue making this show is fucking Cap and Ian's dedication to this show. We literally would not be where we are without Cap's dedication. And then fucking Ian. I don't know how Ian just creates this time because he just literally does everything like i just i just don't understand i am a firm believer he has more hours in his day yeah i think he has a 48 hour day compared to a real human's 24 hours i agree i think he's a robot y'all's dedication to the i was programmed to make a podcast (laughs) it's in there was mark one then mark two then mark maron 
I mean, Ryan's great Thanks. too, obviously. But <laughs> you two do, you two do a lot of a lot of work, and I just don't know how you do it. Well, I thank don't, you, Katie. I just, it just it just blows my mind. Oh, That's so nice of you. I was gonna say like Doctor Who, but that sounds I like that <laughs> way more. That's really nice. Ian definitely. I, I'm going to piggyback on you that Ian definitely inspires me to uh, continue going because he just seems to uh, do everything so well <laughs> all the time. Yeah, and yeah, it's there's, probably there's... really stressful for you to keep up that. <laughs> but it's great for us as your um, co-host. Yeah, I was also going to hop on the Ian and Cap train just because the... the things that ian does for this podcast yeah this is his baby like forget our baby i mean don't forget our baby yeah we love our baby did. but but this is definitely <laughs> ian's baby and all of the time that we put into our baby he puts into this podcast <laughs> probably tenfold ryan has been talking about making this podcast with ian for years i i will take that one very small <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that one very small claim to where I've been the one that has been trying to make this podcast happen for so long. You done did and, it. And then I finally, me and Ian both got laid off. Nice. And he was like, well, who do we Thanks, podcast pandemic. with? And I was like, <gasps> and I was like, well, I play D&D with Cap and Catherine. So, so not I, them. I feel like <laughs> that would be a bad idea. But then Ian was like, no, that's a good idea. It was like, okay, I guess them then. Yep. <laughs> that's it. That was the birth of this show. Something that also does very much inspire me, and this might sound like fishing, is the fan art that we get. We get a whole lot of fan art, and every single one that we get is just... Oh, incredible no, and we love them and we all freak out about them not even fishing uh like Devin made the fan art of me and i literally bought the shirt yeah as soon as as soon as i learned that it was an actual shirt i just i bought it but yeah just we i love seeing the different interpretations of our characters wait there's not a Devin shirt with you yeah there's or... not no I he means like... the shirt that ray ray's wearing yeah. in the art yeah, that Devin yeah, drew like... Which oh. oh thank you thank you for clarifying this is the first like rewarding thing <laughs> I've gotten to do. I'm not you, saying band. bands my bands <laughs> well, well not saying my bands weren't rewarding were rewarding but I mean Ian gets it you know yeah like, no it's not really you funny it fucking sucks. it fucking sucks being a band sucks now yeah being nobody yeah, like you, bands it's a lot of work for very to, little payoff you have to pay. To be in a band. Yeah. My answer is Courage the Cowardly Dog. And if you <laughs> go back to episode one of Courage the Cowardly Dog uh, and play it alongside our podcast, you'll realize that every episode exactly of Cur- I just copied and pasted the whole plot. Every episode <laughs> of Courage the Cowardly Dog corresponds to the same exact episode of Shrimp and Crits. And that's true. That's a true Return fact. The slab. The slab. We all said something very, very sweet, and you just fucking fucked it up. <laughs> uh, I guess we didn't answer for our characters. I mean, my inspiration for Ray is... I don't know, that doesn't sound good. It's kind of just me. 
<laughs> it's like That's the be- it's like the best me I can be. That's cool though. I like that. That's cool. It's like I every- think that's definitely different than what I do. I don't know about Katie, but yeah, Ari like, is not yeah, like, like me. Ray is Ray is the Ray is actually the first like, and I played D anD D and made characters for a long time. But Ray was like, if I could be like superhero, just you know, how wholesome. That is the the best me I could imagine. Are are you like Sarah, Katie? I don't I don't think I'm like Sarah. I think I would hopefully make smarter decisions. <laughs> I I think there's like definitely a think... little bit of everybody in their characters. But... Oh yeah, yeah. The goofiness I think is the same for sure. Yeah. Um, but I definitely think things through a little. I'm not as spontaneous. Or courageous, I guess, or adventurous. Yep, I'm not as cool. <laughs> That's that. <laughs> Something else that I think really inspires us is getting questions like these from listeners. Honestly, just having people invested in what we're making is like the biggest inspiration to keep going that there could be. Okay, is it? Is it time to reveal the winner of the shrimp dice? It is. It is. Among it is. other accouchement. I'm going to roll. I'm going to roll. Jason. Jason M is the winner. Congratulations, Jason. Fuck yeah, Jason. The dice are in your favor, Jason. Congratulations. Is that, is that the guy? Jason, the dude from... Jason Momoa. Yeah, it's Jason Momoa. <laughs> Yes, he is the GM of Memester of Congrats. the Week. Congrats! I've actually played in one of his games before. Oh. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you everybody who submitted questions. You are all fantastic, and I cannot wait to do this again next year. I can wait. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all so much for celebrating Shrimp and Grits Day with us. You, you are the worst. I enjoy hanging out with my friends on Shrimp and Chris Day. So. I'm just kidding. I love it. It's the best. Happy Shrimp and Crits Day. Happy Shrimp and Crits Day. Right down Shrimp and Crits Lane. Congrats, Jason M. The end. <laughs> the end. And to all a good night. Your dice are in the mail, and your love is in my heart. 